Hey Cubs fans and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm Ron Luce, joined tonight by Joe Maris and son of a bitch, the Cubs do it again. A walk-off win. I've got my jersey on. Jason Hayward with a three-run bomb to end it in extras. But before we dive into all the action, Joe, how are you doing, sir, after this? Admittedly, a little boring Cubs game up until the 10th inning, but all things considered, Cubs W, how you feeling? Hey, we got free baseball. Can't complain about free baseball. That's not included in the uh, sports package when you pay when you're paying Directv and Xfinity. But <laughs> hey, I mean, somebody's got a horseshoe up their ass lately, and uh, I'll shove it up a little farther if this if this will continue. Absolutely, so, this has been so much fun to watch. It has, man. They've they've just been again a team that is a shell of itself from the start of this season. Has just been incredible, and yes, dope Redbeard, you nailed it, brother. Jason Hayward, what a guy. What a guy indeed, and like, I didn't think I was going to wear this jersey much the rest of the season, but I found a reason to break it out of the closet. Yeah, I've actually worn it a couple times. I, I like Jay Hay. I've always oh, been a big Jay Hay guy, but, um, you know, it felt like a little a little uh, irrelevant uh, lately, but uh, he was relevant in this one. Uh, a hell of a game uh, for the Cubs tonight, and just what a winner overall that we're talking about tonight, Joe, because, you know, Early in this game, Ian Happ hits an absolute bomb to right field. I think they said 444 was the mm-hmm. estimated distance for him on that hit. Mills, all things considered, looked great tonight. The only mistake he made was the Joey Votto home run. Both bullpens shut it down. We go to extras, and then, you know, Willie's on second. Wisdom gets a base hit. And then Jay Hayes up, and... You know, I, I don't know how people were feeling, but I would love for you to, to share your thoughts, Joe. And this is not – we're not taking digs at Joe. I just – I love how the this transpired because it was like, a, all right, Jay, hey, just do something meaningful to help this team turned into holy shit. I mm-hmm. – that's – you're, you're, you're happy with being off on, on that at that point. Right. So I will let you explain yourself because I, I think it's a fun story too. So go ahead and, right. and, and share so, so what Ron is alluding to, if you hadn't seen it, right after the wisdom single to move Willie over to third base, you know, you see Contreras coming up, or not Contreras, uh, Hayward coming up, and you're like, all right, here we go, ground ball to the right side. They're bringing in an extra infielder, which was Castellanos. And you're like, all right, at least if you're going to hit it on the ground to the right side, hit it at Castellanos. Mm-hmm. Just you know, gives us a shot. And so, you know, I get on the Twitter, and I say. I would love to see Jason Hayward bunt here because, you know, they bring in five infielders. Mm-hmm. That is not something you practice bunt defenses with five infielders. That's just not something that happens. Mm-hmm. And especially this is why I, I'm a little, I mean, it's not surprising that uh, the Reds just let wisdom steal second base, but you think about a scenario that could easily play out there is Hayward hits a ground ball right at somebody Cubs are going on contact, which they always do. We know what happens. Contreras gets thrown out at home. But now that Hayward, or not that now that Wisdom is on second base before that pitch, he moves over to third base. Cubs have a guy in third base with one out still. So that's why you, I, I understand why it happens, why they just let it, you know, defensive indifference, I'm sure it was. But you get that's a scenario that is, you know, especially with Hayward at the plate, is super likely. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised that they let wisdom just you know steal second base without a without a throw but that's not something that you really think about until that situation comes up 
And I'm sure we really haven't seen a ton of that with the new training rule, but something yeah. that definitely could easily come into play. But like I said, I wanted Jason Hayward to butt. <laughs> um, and he shoved those, he shoved that tweet right back into my mouth. Yep. And I'll eat it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I was gonna say he 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 saw your bunt tweet and he says I'll raise you a three run bomb yeah. in the right field instead to walk this thing off. But yeah, I mean, just what a game. I mean, and there's there's a lot of good things that we're gonna we get to talk about tonight, Joe. Because again, you look at the box score, you just see the score of tonight's game. And you say, oh, four to one, great. The Cubs took care of business. But then you see, oh, it's an extras, and oh wow, they walked it off. So it's like, okay, so it was a really boring game then. Otherwise, all things considered, and. I mean, the Cubs only managed four hits tonight as a team. And two Pax of those were home, in the ninth inning. Yeah, and, and it was exactly. Wisdoms and Haywards and Hap's home run, and then Alcantara had a, a base hit as well. But otherwise, the Cubs' offense very anemic tonight. And truthfully, on the other side of the house, not much different. Jonathan India had two of the six hits for the Reds. So, again, we talked about a boring game. It was effectively a bit of a boring game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to the nitty nitty and gritty, uh, obviously talk a little bit about the walk off, and we can uh, you know continue to to beat the drum that is the Ian Happ revenge tour. Alec Mills, Joe, had an incredible game tonight. Six innings, four hits, only the one earned run. He only walked one batter tonight, and he struck out three. And mind you, he did all of that on just seventy three pitches. I mean, realistically. If, if, and this might be a big if, but if Andy Green and company felt good about him going through the order another time, Mills had a, a shot to probably make it into the eighth inning in this mm-hmm. game. But all things considered, again, the only mistake he made really all night was the Joey Votto home run. He looks sensational yet again. And I'm, again, going to con- con- remind people to head over to www.ontasportsnet.com, go to the little search bar, type in Alec Mills. And you'll see Joe's great article about consistency and every team needing an Alec Mills come up. So, Joe, I will let you talk a little bit on Alec Mills this night because, I mean, this dude just continues to make you look like a genius and your articles stand true. Right. I think uh, Jordan Bastian tweeted out during the game today, Alec Mills, you hear it is right here. And his MLB career, Alec Mills now has a 3-8-1 ERA as a, as a starting pitcher. He has appeared out of the bullpen. 25 career games out of the bullpen, 5-2-4 ERA there. But as a starter, 3-8-4 ERA with 144 strikeouts to 44 walks. Almost 200 innings. He's nearing 200, 200 innings. That is just as solid as they come. Like, you don't you don't find guys like that to fill on the back end of the rotation. Yeah. Like, you think back to 2016, obviously the gold standard. You don't you, – you, it's not easy to find guys like John Lackey and Jason Hamill the way they pitch in 2016 to fill the back end of your rotation. Absolutely. So, if – any team in the MLB look at Alec Mills as their fourth or fifth starter. They're signing. That's just check, check. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you're not even thinking about it. He is unbelievable. He could do so many things. I mean, he he's had a nice little stretch here, and you could see he's quick on the mound. We talked about this last night with Wade Miley. Mm-hmm. Wade Miley had a great pace to him yesterday. Pitched great. I mean, he's a great pitcher. Not only you know, there's that too, but Alec Mills just goes out there and he gets it done, like. Give me the ball where he moves quick and he keeps his defense on their toes because they know the ball's coming in play and they're ready to make plays for him. So Alec Mills has just been incredible. And I I think you probably you're probably right about the uh they don't want him to go three times through the order, but 
you know, and they didn't end up actually pinch hitting for him. To, so they just straight up took him out of the game. Mm-hmm. One thing I did like though, is that they put Rowan Wick in the game in the seventh inning. Yeah. You know, presumably he is your closer right now, but you're like, all right, we got high leverage spot right here in the seventh inning. The Cubs don't have a designated closer, although everybody will tell you it's Rowan Wick, but the high leverage spot with the top of the order coming up, they put Rowan Wick in there and mm-hmm. got her through two innings, did a very nice job. And then you piece it together at the end there. That's just what you have to do, especially in these situations. You don't have Craig Kimball locking down the, the ninth inning anymore. So absolutely. I'm really happy with the pitching today. Yeah, likewise, man. And, and that's exactly what I was going to mention because Rowan Wick, you mentioned him coming in in the seventh inning. He ultimately goes two innings and this one gives up two hits, but otherwise a very clean sheet from him. And then how about, how about Cody Hoyer just getting it done? No hits, no runs. No walks. K's two and two innings of work. He's ultimately your winning pitcher. And in a high leverage situation yet again, just Cody Hoyer is just continuing to be such a pleasant surprise. I know everybody when focusing on that Craig Kimbrell trade says, oh, yeah, they got Madrigal. They got Madrigal. They got Madrigal. It's Nick Madrigal is the highlight of that trade. And everybody's like, oh, Cody Hoyer is just a throw-in piece. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. The Cubs clearly saw something they loved in him, and they knew they could tinker with it his delivery or whatever it was just a little bit because he's been lights out since he joined the Cubs. And I would like to to make note of this because you and I talked yesterday and uh, we talked about Cody Hoyer and his sparkling ERA as a member of the Chicago Cubs. It, it just got even more sparkling uh, as a matter of fact, Joe, because now in 17 games uh, he is three and one with the Cubs. Um, he has four holds. He has a save and in 20 innings of work, he has a point. 9-0 ERA as a member of the Chicago Cubs since that trade happened. Wow. He has been electric, and I am so thrilled that he is going to be a part of this bullpen for the near future because he's also still really young. I think he's yeah. only 25. So, I mean, just to, to hammer what you said there, right? I mean, just pleasantry from the bullpen tonight. Six hits only given up, only the one run. I mean, just impeccable. And you only had to use three arms. I think that's mm-hmm. the even better part because you have an off day tomorrow. So anybody that pitched today gets the rest, and that being Wick and Hoyer in this case. And effectively, if you really needed those guys on Friday, they probably could at least give you an inning uh, on Friday. I don't expect either one of them to go two again necessarily, but you have them at least probably out of the pen for winning on Friday. So you have an entirely healthy bullpen. And I mean, what should be a very competitive series, all things considered the way the Cubs have been playing lately with a very good San Francisco giants team, you know, and maybe the Cubs can surprise some people this weekend. Who knows? And obviously we'll talk about the, uh, the real storyline of that series this weekend here in a little while, but uh, we'll, we'll continue to focus on this game because again, uh, we'll, we'll get to that walk-off hit here in a second, but how about Ian Happ, man? I mean, just, this guy just continues to put it together. Entering today's action, and this doesn't even include today's action. Entering today's action, he was hitting 397 in his last 19 games, and he had five three-hit games in that time period. He is just on another level in terms of hitting the baseball right now. And again, you know, we we talked a little bit about the whole Eugenio Suarez uh, comparison of you know, Kenny and Hap give you a 220, 230 average, but hit for high power. You know, if he can keep this up over 162, now all of a sudden Ian Happ's hit looking like the guy in the 60-game season that gave you a 287 and could legitimately be an important part of this lineup, at least in 2022, and, you know, going from there then maybe on a year-to-year basis. But, I mean, Joe, uh, 
I mean, how many times are we going to mention this guy's name the rest of the season? But just Ian Happ has been on a absolute tear hitting the baseball. Mm-hmm. And ironic, uh, you know, friendly competitor in the market of ours, uh, Bleacher Nation, uh, they just tweeted, or I believe they just wrote an article the other day talking about Ian Happ and his cheap home runs going into the basket. And then he nukes one four forty four tonight to just kind of be like, uh-uh. I, I see you talking about me. I'm going to take care of business because that thing was a tank. So, Joe, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, man. I mean, just Ian Happ, what a run this dude's on. Right. I mean, we'll talk about him as much as we need to. You know, I we could, I'll do it endlessly. He's doing it. You know, his head has, you know, he hits the home run. His head is down. He, nobody is surprised with what he's doing right now. And I think that's why everybody's so frustrated, you know, most for most of the season mm-hmm. is because, He's even his his floor is better than what we were get what we were seeing for most of the season. Yeah. So it's nice to see him just bust through that floor and bust through the ceiling for right now. Uh, I mean, I, I saw I think his OPS plus uh, was hanging around like in the sixties, seventies for most mm-hmm. of the season, and over the last uh, was a month and a half. He raised it to now it is at 100, which is league average. 100 is league average. It is unbelievable to think where, you know, where he started to where he's at now. Because you're looking, you know, in, in a in a vacuum, you look at his his 2021 numbers, and you're like, okay, that's a, I mean, that's a very typical season, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you look at it a little closer – and you see what he's done here. I mean, we're approaching now where it's not a small sample. You know, a month and a, a month and a half is not a small sample. No, not at all. So, not at all. Yeah, Joe, Joey in the Joey comments. in our comments here. Happy Ian, happy life. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Joe, I, I got I got some stats for you. I know you and I are Hit big me. stat guys. Hit me. Um, this is via talking baseball on Twitter. We'll give credit where credits due here. But in the last twenty four games. Ian Happ is 33 of 89, which is good for a 371 average. He has seven two-baggers, 10 home runs, only five walks, which whatever. He's hitting the baseball. I don't mm-hmm. need him walking if he's hitting nukes. And an OPS of 1.191 in 24 games. So like you said, Joe, this isn't a simple little dinky small sample size. This, mm-hmm. is, this is almost a month of baseball that he is – really outside of his teammate Frank Schwindel, probably one of the hottest hitters in the in the National League right oh, now, yeah. given, you know, just the way he's been performing. And again, like you said, I love the the fact that the way you put it with how people have felt about Ian Happ this year because people are frustrated with Ian Happ. Well, people are frustrated with Ian Happ because they know the talent's there. Like, it's it's like the epitome of, like, you remember when your parents would get mad at you and they'd be like, the only reason I got mad at you is because I care. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I think Cubs fans feel about Ian Happ because – you know the talents there. We've seen the flashes over the last handful of years that he's been with the team. You know, we know there's potential. Hell, early last season, he was an MVP candidate in the NL for probably at least the first half of that 60-game run. Like, mm-hmm. people know the talents there. It's not a matter of the talent being there and not being there. It's just a matter of him being consistent with said talent. And if he, again, can do what he's done really over the last three, you know, August September time frame of the seasons because he was really good in 19 when he came back from the uh, the minors. He was really good in 2020, even with the cold stretch. He still hit 287, I believe, for the year. And now this run that he's gone on since about halfway through August. Now all of a sudden we're sitting here and going, "Son of a bitch!" If this dude puts it together for 162 games, like 
he's an all-star. Mm-hmm. He has to be right. I mean, he's he's been that good. So I I, I love everything that you had to say right. I mean, with Ian Hat because again, we'll beat the drum as we need to beat the drum. But uh, if the guy continues to hit and play hot, we're we're going to continue to you know applaud him and doing what he's doing. Um, you know, I don't know if uh, if his his inner um, his head to head matchup of his compound uh, co hosts had anything to do with him feeling the need to yeah. take a little bit of the spotlight back from them today. Uh, for That's those that don't cool. know what we're talking about, uh, Dakota Meckis uh, is a AAA pitcher right now with the, the Iowa Cubs. Um, Zach Short, who is a former Cubs prospect, obviously now in the Detroit organization, uh, he's currently with their AAA team. So those two got to square off last night with uh, ultimately with Meckis uh, being the winner. Uh, getting short to, I believe, pop out to second base. Uh, but short even squared up a bunt on the first pitch, and you saw both of them kind of snicker at each other and give a good little laugh. So, little side story there. But again, Ian Hap related, and 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 again, we're talking uh, highly about Ian Hap. Um, <laughs> I, I this I have to share, Joe, before uh, before we bring up the actual walk off hit uh, by Jason Hayward. But our, our buddy here, Scott from Iowa, the whiskey might be talking, but I'll say it anyways. If the core wasn't traded, we would be in dot 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 the playoffs this year. Hashtag cancel the rebuild win now. Um, you never know. I, and honestly, you know, Scott, I. I I, I feel you to an extent, and I, I really think, and we've talked about it a little bit here at Cubs on Tap, I really am a big believer that the pressure of the 2021 headlines going into this season really screwed with the Cubs, just in general, because everybody knew the, the extension talk was a huge topic, and the media just continued to pound that to, you know, I mean, again, this team was in first place at one point. This wasn't a bad ball club. But then they had a just that bad stretch at the worst time possible, and that turned them from contenders into sellers, and ultimately resulted in, I, I at least in my memory as a baseball fan, literally the most epic sell off a single team has done at a trade deadline in maybe MLB history. So, it, it, it you know, now this team doesn't have that pressure anymore. They're just playing loose. They're playing free, and I think that's why you're seeing some of these guys maybe play better. You know, maybe an Ian Happ took a lot of pressure on himself to try and help the team win early in the year, knowing what the the contract situation was with you know guys that I would at least believe he's friends with, right? I mean, you know, you're you're friends with most of your teammates. You know, there's certain mm-hmm. guys that you certainly you know your teammates with, but maybe you aren't friends with. But most guys are pretty friendly with each other, being teammates. So, uh, taking it from two college athletes right here, and myself and Joe. Um, you know, so it's, it's an interesting conundrum, right? It really does feel like this Cubs team could be in it if it wasn't for a sell-off. But then again, the, the storylines would still be continuing, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And I think that wouldn't help this team play the way they've been playing, uh, all things considered. So it was just an unfortunate circumstance, I think, but they, but they've been playing great mm-hmm. and they've been fun to watch. Like you said, Joe, at the top of the show, like this is fun. I don't care that they suck and aren't making the playoffs. Like at least they're fun to watch. Like, mm-hmm. All of us were sitting here at Cubs on Tap after that sell-off, and we were talking amongst ourselves going, how the hell are we going to cover this team the rest of the year? Right. Like, they might lose 100 games. But no, that's not the case. Like, they're actually fun to talk about. And we we can put together still on a nightly basis 35 to hour-long shows talking mm-hmm. about this group and the guys here and things like that. But, Joe, uh, transitioning a little bit now uh, to well, If you don't our- mind, I, kinda, I, I got something. That- oh, please so do. I just just kind of spinning that a little bit. Just I think – it's a credit to the coaching staff, obviously the players as well, because you know, the coaching staff can do everything they they they'd like, but you still need the players to go out there and execute. But absolutely, the I think 
the very the, the thing that makes me really uh, optimistic for next season. Not to say that makes me think or that I think they're going to compete or be at the top of the division necessarily, but you're not going to see a lot of turnover in this coaching staff in the offseason because I think these guys are showing right now that they have that. Like they are unbelievable coaches. Like we're seeing Ross go down with COVID. Andrew Reed's come up, done a really nice job. He did a nice job handling the bullpen today. You know, handling, you know, he's for Ross, you're right. I mean, I agree. Like he's done an unbelievable job. And I think you're seeing these guys, they're 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 getting the best out of these guys that nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not a credit to the player, but it's also credit to the coaching staff. Because mm-hmm. this is when it's so easy to just mail it in. But you're seeing that there's everybody on the team is squeezing everything out of each other. And that's why we're seeing when a team is not uh, an opposing team that we're playing is not playing well, the Cubs are taking advantage of those games and waiting. And that's why, I mean, I think, you know, the Cubs playing against the Giants this coming weekend, it'll be a little interesting to see. They, they're going to be, they're going to be outmatched. This of what they do, but baseball is just a funny sport, man. But I just, it is I love sport. what I'm seeing. I love what I'm seeing from these players. I love what I'm seeing from the coaching staff. And I'm just so excited for next season. I just, it's hard to put into words. Yeah. Again, I mean, we, I know somebody responded to one of our Cubs on tap tweets uh, tonight. I would have to look up the exact name. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was a fellow Cubs on tap contributor here, Marty Laval. Um, He said, he's like, to, I don't understand how those that laughed at the Cubs saying that this team can't at least be somewhat competitive in 2022. Again, we're not talking world series, but at least within the division, Mm-hmm. He's. I, I don't understand how people can say that 2022 is going to be a lost year as right. well. And I, I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. You look at the Mariners. You look at the Tigers. Like the Tigers are not even close to competing for this, the AL Central, but they're only a few games under 500. Mm-hmm. They're no. I mean, they're no joke. The Mariners are obviously really competing their asses off, but like, there's no reason why the Cubs can't be in that category for the next season. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. The Cubs, as much as I, it sucked the way things went down. Mm-hmm. The Cubs are in a pretty good spot right now. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you. I think they have the right people in the right places. Uh, I think Hadavi just continues to look better and better as a pitching coach each right. season. Um, you know, Ross, I think is the right man for the job. I truly do. Uh, you know, agreeing with what Scott from Iowa had to say. Uh, and even what Dope Redbeard said in our comments, uh, I'm not going to put it up on the screen, but I'll read it. Um, comment from Aaron, but it's just so much more enjoyable to watch this than what what could have been, um, you know, had this team been ready to to lose 100 games and just be totally terrible. But you know, again, you got guys that are competing for jobs in 2022, whether here or with other teams, and you know they're going to compete their ass off. Like you said, that compete level is still there for this Cubs team despite their record, and and that's fun to watch. You know, the it doesn't matter that the record is what it is right now. We went through our suffering with the 11 game losing streak and ultimately the sell off, but now it's you know we can be excited about hey they're playing fun baseball to watch and there's there's storylines within that fun baseball that are still going to be relevant in 2022 for this Cubs team so it's things that it's not just okay they're just stop gaps for this season and then you know next year is going to be you know a total reset it's no a lot of these some of these guys are going to be with the team and needing to like you know actually do something to be you know 
they're going to be meaningful next year. Cody Hoyer is going to be with this team next year doing good shit. You know, Manny Rodriguez, same thing. Alec Mills is probably still going to be around next season. Mm -hmm. And those are Rowan Wick. Hell, the three pitchers we saw tonight are probably guys we're going to see quite a bit of in 2022. And I think that's a perfect example of that. So, I, Joe, I'm in absolute agreement with you. Uh, a couple quick comments here before we go ahead and talk a little bit about Jason Hayward's just absolute nuke of a home run. Um Joey chiming in, the, the Cubs are in much better, better position than the Reds, Pirates, and Cardinals with the prospects and contracts. I agree. I mean, really, the Cubs, the only terrible contract still in their books is Jason Hayward, um, which tonight at least we can smile a little bit about him being on the team. Um, you know, all things considered, though, they don't have any crazy long-term contracts outside of Hayward. And even Hayward's only got, what, three years left on that deal? Maybe two? I think it's three. I think it's three. Maybe two. Maybe it is two. I think it's. I think he's done after the twenty three season. I think mm -hmm. is when it ends. That so great. he's got two years after this one. But really, that's it. You got Kyle Hendricks, who's only making like thirteen million a year. Which mm -hmm. let's all be honest, that's a steal for what Kyle Hendricks is. Right. And then that's really it. Like this team doesn't have a lot of big name obligations or big money obligations, and they have a very good prospect pool that's going to be coming up and and filling in some of these spots that the team needs to fill. Uh, and then just quickly, Scott from Iowa. Jumping in, uh, you know, saying, you know, 100% he agrees with what Joey had to say. Then the four years after the contract ends of extras. Okay, so, yeah, a little bit of money deferred on the Hayward contract, but um, they'll be able to live with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it works in baseball. I'll admit to this. I like to take pride, and I usually know how contracts and numbers work being a former accountant, but uh, I'll have to do a little research into how the in annuitized contracts and any deferrals affects the actual luxury tax year by year. Um, but nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, the Cubs still have a fuck ton of money to play with. There's the one. Right. I'm sorry. I had to make it explicit, but um, they still have a ton of money to play with. Right. after this. Uh, season, just, so. Like, just think about the Cardinals where they're at right now. Wh where do they go from here? That really puts them over the edge. They have Adam Wainwright having an outstanding season for them right now. Who's like, what, 37 years exactly. old or some shit? Like that. I think he turned 40. <laughs> oh, um, but maybe. And then, and they're paying like, and they have, I mean, they have cornerstone guys. They have Paul Goldschmidt, who is unbelievable, and they have Nolan Arenado, who is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Where do they go from here? What, 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 what else is going to put them over the edge? Yachty's got one more year left in him. Oh, there goes the Ortega jersey. There goes the Ortega jersey. Um, like, where, where do the Cardinals go from here? realistically like what else can they do like obviously they got jack flaherty but the guy cannot stay on the field when he does he's unbelievable yeah but what like what else can the cardinals do like yeah they have a couple prospects coming up but they're they're losing yachty mm -hmm. after next season wainwright's got to be out eventually yep and you know maybe he'll be out maybe he'll stay a little too long and that era will start to just skyrocket but who knows the man's a wonder but yeah like and the Pirates, they're not. They're they're still so far away from being relevant. Oh yeah, Thank and the and the Reds have shown the ability. Oh, you know, we've seen it the last two three seasons, where they just kind of bought themselves into relevancy in free agency, and they've done a nice yeah. job with it. But you see, like Castellanos is. I'm not saying he's gone from Cincy, but they're gonna have to pay him a lot more if he's gonna stay. He's gone from Cincy, right? I mean, just you know Wanker, he's coming to the Cubs. Dude, yeah, because he's coming to the Cubs. <laughs> they're, they're gonna have to pay. Uh, Jesse Winker, who's also unbelievable. Yeah. Joey Votto's get, uh, getting up there in age. And other than that, like, what what else do they have? Right. You Absolutely. Know, like, 
I was going to say, well, Cody has a suggestion here for the Cardinals. It's <laughs> trade back for Patrick Wisdom. He says, uh, send us Dylan Carlson and uh, the big LOL to the uh, Ortega jersey. It hasn't stood a chance lately. For those that watch regularly, uh, a little inside joke, I hang the Ortega jersey over my door. So anytime somebody that I live with, whether it's a parent or a younger sibling of mine, uh, opens my door, the jersey just doesn't stand a chance. And then you see what happened there. So, uh, But nonetheless, dude, I absolutely agree with you. Like, they – the Cubs are in a better position than all these teams. And I would even argue they're in a better position than Milwaukee long-term. Sure. Short-term, obviously I'll, I'll be the first person to say that Woodruff Peralta and Burns might be the best one, two, three, maybe in the entire league, or at least in the national league, they're up there. But like overall, the sustainability, their minor league farm system is pretty depleted. They were like number 26 entering the season. They were lower than the Cubs entering the season in terms of, you know, minor league system rank. And then on top of that, they have to every year fill in with like low level contracts and they just hope they hit pay dirt with some of these guys. Mm-hmm. They they have to function like a small market team because they are a small market team. And if it isn't for the Cubs fans traveling to Milwaukee, they can't keep the lights on. So, I mean, literally, I, I took a picture when I went up there with some of our friends here at ONTAP right. Sportsnet for the White Sox series. They literally changed the parking price when the Cubs come to fucking town. Weekends and Cubs games. Weekends and Cubs is literally what the sign says. It's $5 more to park just because you're the fucking Cubs are coming to town. Like, literally, they keep we the Cubs fans keep the lights on in Milwaukee. So, like, you can't sit here and tell me that the Cubs can't run away with this division. Maybe not in 2022, but potentially in 2023. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. And then who knows by that point? Maybe it's not just we're competing for the central division crown. It's, hey, maybe we're trying to make some fucking noise in the playoffs, too. Right. So all things to consider, but we haven't even talked yet. We're approaching half an hour yet. Jason Hayward hit a nuke tonight, folks. In case oh, you yeah. forgot about it, there's actually so many good things to talk about in this game tonight that we've just gone on a few different paths. But like, and talking down on the Cardinals, I'll enjoy yeah, that. Which again, if you're a loyal listener to Cubs on Tap, you will know we love to talk down on the St. Louis Cardinals and that uh, you know second class organization. I also call the Brewers that as well. Uh, I pissed off a lot of Brewer fans when I was in Milwaukee calling them a second class organization and second class city, but that's neither here nor there. But again, uh, just a good for Jay Hay. I mean, he only went one for four out of the night, but he is the hero uh, ultimately in this one. And Cody, you, you came in right at the perfect time. He makes it seven to one in September, fellas. Uh, yeah, he does. He helped make that happen. The Cubs are seven and one in the month of September. Coming fresh off that seven-game win streak, they lose one, but they go ahead and win the series against Cincinnati, and now they roll into an off day before uh, a pretty highly anticipated uh, a series coming this weekend. But Joe, I will turn it right back over to you, really quick. Uh, I, I really, uh, Joe, you remember the tweet? You laughed about it. Uh, is what Cody is saying. Um, yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you ponder on that one. But I will turn it back yeah. over to you, real quick. Do you have any final thoughts on this one before we still enjoy the good old Mm -hmm. Cubs W here, uh, but we go ahead and look forward as well? Yeah, so I I think a a good wrap-up for this game that also kind of segue into the preview for the next game. Uh, uh, Jason Hayward, Jesse Rogers tweeted this out. Jason Hayward talking about the game game after today. He says, this is my first time in my career being in, in the position to play spoiler. And it's a lot of fun playing good baseball, of course, but when you have some incentive to do it, it's nice to see some results. So Jason Hayward has been on – he's like Yasmani Grandal. The dude's in the playoffs every year. And so this is the first time where, you know, they're kind of in that spoiler role, and they're embracing it. You know, 
that's yeah. more motivation to go out there and especially when they're playing the Reds who have been they for a little bit there they had a playoff spot they were in that second wild card so like we're not there's still a purpose for the rest of the season obviously they got to go out there and perform it's their job but there's something you know, there's something special about going out there and playing spoiler and I love that you know they're not they're not afraid to go out there and just say yeah we're playing spoiler right now and yeah. the Giants are coming into town. Maybe they end up, maybe they're back in second place by the time they leave town. You know, why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not play spoiler? Um, and a fun little fact here for anybody that's standing watching. Yes, you are right, Scott. Uh, you're half a game off of the Cubs are nine and a half back of the second wild card spot in the NL. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, sorry, sorry. To, that happens. Yeah. That's a movie. But, Again, I mean, again, if the Cubs continue to enjoy their role of playing spoiler, they're naturally going to climb the standings at least a little bit. So who knows what could happen? Crazier shit's happened. Baseball's a weird game. Joe said it at the top of the broadcast. Um, baseball doesn't make sense a lot, and that's just kind of how it happens sometimes. But, um, no, that is a great segue because I absolutely agree with you, Joe. Before we fully move on, I did find the tweet oh. Cody was talking about. Beautiful. This was on August 31st. Says, Believe it or not, the Cubs are 4-4 four and four in their last eight. September 1st is tomorrow. I look at the schedule, and I don't see why the Cubs couldn't have a close to 500 month to end the year and build momentum for next year. Everybody <laughs> laughed at Cody. Everybody <laughs> laughed at Cody. It's It, it was de- – so I'm trying to think about what that – Like, bro, that, like just, did. just consider this real quick while you're thinking about what game it was that you and Joey did. It was really recent, too. Right. Um, it actually might have been uh, – um, I don't know. It was really recent. I'm trying to recall which one it was. But right. um, they're already halfway to being 500 for the month, and it's only September 9th. <laughs> like, Or not even. It's September 8th. It'll be September right. 9th if you're listening to this as a podcast. But, like, <laughs> I, I don't mean, know, hey, man. <laughs> hey, I, don't know, I mean, man. hey, why not? Like like I did, early, like I did uh, earlier on the show where eating my, eating my tweet – with uh, Jason Hayward should bunt here. I'll, I'll I'll gladly take that. I wouldn't say take it back. I'll you know I'll, I'll take some reprimand <laughs> reprimanding. I'll take the consequences. All I'm gonna say is Cody. I, I can't wait until the end of September when the Cubs do finish above 500, and you can just like quote tweet that tweet and just shove it right back in everybody's face. <laughs> um, I'm 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 so so freaking desperately. And then also bring up the uh, Addison Russell is one of the top reasons why the. Don't, we don't we don't need Cody being publicly shamed on Twitter again for that one. That one for for anybody that didn't see that, that was a wild ride. And I know Cody <laughs> remembers that all too vividly. Um, but nonetheless, uh, like you said, Joe, I think a perfect segue is you know, Cubs playing spoiler for the Reds, who are very much in a wild card playoff trade, you know, playoff chase. And uh, you know, so are the Giants, and, and that's who's mm-hmm. coming to town this Friday because the Cubs are off on Thursday. Uh, so it will be Friday, a beautiful 120 start at Wrigley Field. You can't beat those. On September 10th, uh, the Giants coming to town to play the Cubbies. Um, you can listen or watch if you just happen to be in the Giants uh, market. KNBR 680 is the radio network. And NBC Sports Bay Area is where you can watch that game. Normal suspects in Chicago, 670 to score WRTO 1200 in Marquee Sports Network. And if you are out of market, this game will be on MLB Network, so that'll be worth watching. The Cubs are trotting out right-handed pitcher Kyle Hendricks. He is 14-6 and six on the year uh, with a 465 ERA and 118 strikeouts. And uh, the, the Giants are tweeting out our favorite pitcher of all, uh, TBD, 
they have not announced their starter yet. So kind of hard to, to pick matchups and uh, it might be a little harder to pick a fly to W player. But, um, you know, Joe, if for some reason this game feels like it has significance that we haven't mentioned yet. And, oh, that's right, because Chris Bryant comes back to town for the first oh. time. Since the trade oh, yeah, you know. Um, Chris is coming back. And honestly, like, I'll, I'll just go ahead and preface this. I think he's going to get a warm welcome. I can't wait to see the, the welcome he gets from the Wrigley faithful on Friday. It's going to be a beautiful day here in Chicago. The weather's supposed to be absolutely immaculate all weekend. So, I mean, hopefully for those that are true Cubs fans and you want to get out to the ballpark still one more time, like this is a perfect game to do it because if you loved Chris Bryant, the way I think majority of Cubs fans did, even though I still don't think we deserved him uh, in the collective we, because I think there's some that did deserve him. Um, you know, he's back and, you know, you can give him a nice big round of applause and, and tell him that you miss him and, and wish him good luck on his, uh, you know, his postseason run with the Giants. But Joe, I'll turn it back over to you, man, for uh, a little bit of a preview for Friday's game mm -hmm. and, and a uh, fly the W pick as well before we get right. out of here. And like, like you said, I'm really looking forward. I, I would bet my life that he'll get a warm welcome. Absolutely no reason why he shouldn't. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to be weird. It'll put you in your feels. But KB is the fucking man. There, there's another F-bomb for the explicit. But yeah! he's, he's, he's just a man. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, just as far as the series, like you said, they have the Giants haven't announced the starter for Friday, so it's tough to go for a fly the W pick. But I'll leave you in half for you. I'll let you stay hot on that one. I'm gonna go Wilson Contreras. I think Friday at 120. And Cody likes to say it's a vibe. I think that's I think that's just gonna go great for Wilson. He's slowly, slowly getting there. He's gonna catch his he's gonna catch his feeding footing a little bit, and. Why not? I mean, we'll see. If it's TBD, it's probably not one of their top starters. So why not go out there? You got Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Go out there, get a win to start the series. Yeah. What What better way than to start a new winning streak? They can make it two in a row and and see what the hell happens the rest of the weekend. But I'm right there with you, man. Um, KB going to get an absolute uh, – <laughs> Scott from Iowa agree. KB gets a warm welcome to the fans, and then the professor puts him on the bench with an 0-3. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure um, I'm sure KB has faced Hendricks – and in, in spring training a bit, but oh, I'm sure. But I'm sure you'll see his frustration if if uh, KB, <laughs> yes, fans a couple times. Yeah, no, I love that. And you know what? I I, I agree. I am so excited for Friday. I'll, I'll be tuned into that game as well. Um, with it being a beautiful daytime game. But Aaron, I am going to steal your pick, sir, because. Didn't, we didn't even mention this yet, but I, I I know it was tweeted from the Cubs on Tap account this evening. Patrick Wisdom shaved his mustache, and I'm upset. So with that being said, because he did get a base hit tonight, to you know change the mojo a little bit. Again, we're not we're not superstitious. We're just a little stitious. So Friday, one sunny game. KB's back in town. I will second what Aaron has to say here, and I will take Patrick Wisdom to tie KB's rookie record with him in town. And I'm gonna go so much as a bolder prediction for the rest of the series, and that wisdom breaks it while KB's in town with his 27th before the end of the weekend. Here's, um, a, here's, a, cheering like on, here's a cheering on top if you want to put it on top of that bold prediction. Does KB give, give, him, does KB give him a high five while he's around third? <laughs> <laughs> I low-key kind of hope so. Like, that would be incredible. And I'm sure that'll like, be a little nod. Oh, yeah, or like even if like it's just a tip of the cap, like, hey, touche, big pimp, nice job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's it's good funny stuff, man. But hey, who knows? I but I love that. I love that. I'm gonna. I saw that come through in the comments, and I was like, I was actually gonna, 
I actually wasn't going to go Ian Happ. I was going to get back on the Schwindel okay. train, or excuse me, my Schwinn bike. Uh, kudos to, to to Joey here, our Cubs on Tap contributor, with that uh, Schwinn bike analogy, and I know Cody absolutely loves it. Um, you know, I I'm, I was going to get back on my Schwinn bike, but instead I, I decided to park my Schwinn bike at least for another day uh, and take my daily dose of wisdom instead and, and, and roll with Patty Wise. Uh, for for Friday's game. So, Joe, do you have any quick uh, final thoughts before we uh, do all the pleasantries to wrap this thing up? No, just let's keep playing spoiler, and hopefully my Father W pick is in the lineup. True. Uh, For those that didn't listen to yesterday's show, highly encourage you to do so. Uh, Joe picked Alfonso Rivas for today's game, and just unfortunately, obviously, he wasn't in the lineup. I picked Ian Happ. That one looked really good early on with the home run, so I was really happy about that, but all things considered. But absolutely, Joe, I agree with you. Continue to play spoiler, and it's going to be a fun series this weekend against San Francisco, but it all starts on Friday at 120 uh, at the beautiful, friendly confines of our Wrigley Field. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us. If you listened in the live stream, if you're listening as a podcast, we hope you enjoyed the show as well. We want to remind you, Cubs on Tap is the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Network. You can go ahead and check out all of our great work over at www.ontapsportsnet.com and at ontapsportsnet on social media. You can follow the pod-specific accounts for Cubs on Tap. We are at Cubbies on Tap. That's C-U-B-B-I-E-S. That's both Twitter and Instagram. I am at Loose on Tap on Twitter. Joe is at Joe on Tap on Twitter. I'm so happy you changed that handle. Follow all of our other great contributors here for Cubs on Tap as well. At Cody on Tap, at Juice on Tap, at Marty Laval, at The Riot 326, and all of those that do great work for us here at Cubs on Tap. Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, all three seasons as well are going to get going here. So on tap Sportsnet not only does Cubs, but we do all those teams as well. Bears start this weekend on Sunday. It's a big game against the Rams on Sunday night football. The Blackhawks start their season on October 13th and the Bulls start their season uh, toward the end of October as well. So all three of those shows will be ramping up here in the near future. Be sure to follow along there. And yes, Cubs fans, I remind you every time we all have at least one friend that's a White Sox fan. Go ahead and bring them over to us as well here at Tap Sports Tap because our Sox Tap crew does a great job covering the Southsiders. So once again, www.ontapsportsnet.com at Ontap Sportsnet on social media at the Ontap Sports Network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Cubs fans all around the world, thank you for listening to our great show tonight. We hope you enjoyed it. We know you enjoyed the outcome as the Cubs walk it off four to one over the Cincinnati Reds and ultimately take the series two out of three with an off day tomorrow, but the Cubs will be back on Friday to take on KB and the San Francisco Giants at Wrigley Field. Joe, always a pleasure, my friend. What do you say we get out of here the only way we know how to here at Cubs on Tap? Yep, let's go Cubbies. Let's go Cubbies. Let's go Cubbies.